What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to pick week seven of the NFL and always start off recapping Thursday night football where we saw the Jags get the dub 31-24 against the Saints. As always, go down and like and subscribe. Comment y'all's thoughts on Thursday night football and comment y'all's picks and bets for the weekend. I'm Paul Pickham, win on Contra, and I'm joined with... Yeah, I know it's your boy, Kev. Water Voice of Boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.E., a.k.a. the realest on your screen every time. And Paul, this Thursday was crazy. <laughs> uh, it was. <laughs> this Thursday was crazy. First off, this game looked like it was gonna be a blowout. I'm not gonna lie. 24-9. I was pretty upset. I'm a half, I'm half asleep. Been up since 5:30 in the morning. And I'm like, this is what you guys keep me up for on prime time. But consistently, the prime time games have been competitive. Boy, they've been really cool blowouts. So, like, this was another game. Next thing you know, motherfucker, um, Derek Carter, Michael Thomas. Oh, I didn't know you knew he was there. Derek Carter, motherfucking, what's the other jit name? Sahid or whatever jit name is who got the Rashid second touchdown. Shahid. He a dog. Yeah. Huh? And you're thinking, like, yo, this is that game. Like, oh, motherfucking Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk. Boom. Back to 31. Now, what's it called? They tied that bitch up. Not, not um, Jaguars took the lead back. 31-24. I'm thinking they finna go to two just two just to be disrespectful. But like, of course, why would they do that dumb shit? Kick field goal. And then this motherfucker, Derek Carr, drives all the way fucking down. All the way down. They got him. And, and he was thugging it because he was definitely hurt. Like he yeah, was, was he was holding his chest on the ground for a while. Then you'll see him hop back up and like pretend like that shit wasn't happening. And like he really left it all out there. They was fucking that boy up all game. And you telling me that boy got three. And then they got the um the penalty that got them to the goal line. And then motherfucking he told me three, four plays, four down, four drop territory. Them boys couldn't punch it in. Man, there was uh, first off, the two fade routes to Alave were bad. The first, I think it was first down, they did a fade route to Alave. Didn't work. And then uh fourth down, they did a fade route to Alave. Didn't work. And uh, the Dolphins did the fade route pretty good to Tyreek Hill that one one week with that like bucket pass throw. But like outside of that, I don't like. I rarely see like from the five yard line the fade route working. Like I like it's very. I see the slant or the quick in and out. I see that shit working a lot more than I see just the one on one. And Olave's not like six five. Like he's now if you yeah. had Zetas or if you had Mike Evans, if you had one of these bigger bot AJ Brown like. Fuck, maybe even do, like, a tight end fade route. Fucking have Jimmy Graham high point that bitch. I don't know, but, like, I've never been a fan of the goal line fade route, and I still probably ain't after, like, two of the four downs I felt like was wasted on, the, like, a fade route. Yeah, I definitely thought that was the worst possible. Um, That was the worst fourth down decision because I was like, you had options. You had Alvin Kamara. Like, you could have did something with the running back, me personally. but uh, Or hitting a nice little slant and just hoping boys was in man. But um, oh man, that shit was terrible. That M- Moreau drop was that probably was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I don't know what was said in the huddle, but you see Derek Carr point to Monroe and say like at, right before the huddle broke, and I feel like fucking Derek Carr literally like was pulling like a Matthew Stafford type performance where he was like fuck the play that was called. Like I want you to do an out route. 
they're gonna because Olave was the one that did the out route up front, and I was like, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like he told him you're gonna do an out route and you're gonna post behind him. They're gonna and he's like, it's gonna be open. Just you catch this ball. Like as he pointed at it, like, and I feel like that's why Monroe was probably because I don't know if you saw like that footage, like he was holding his helmet. I think he was crying. I'm not sure, but like he he was going through it after that drop, but it was perfectly thrown pass right in the hands. It's and it just right through him, and honestly, I I was hoping that would have happened just because um I feel like the Saints would have went for two, like the the way Carr was hurt type shit. Like I don't know, maybe they still wouldn't have got the win, but I don't know. It would have been it would have been a crazy ending. I mean, I love to see it because you know I'm definitely always praying on the Saints downfall whenever I get the chance. But it was just funny because like. It was a straight up drop. Like it wasn't no he overthrew it. This looked crazy. And then he hit your hands, then bounced out. I was like, fuck. Like that's 50 push-ups. A normal drop is 10 push-ups. That's 50. So it was bad. But um, I just think it's crazy how the Saints defense turned it on, though. I will respect that they turned it on in the fourth quarter. Because the Jaguars, they played good. They played, they were dropped, they were scoring. Did Trevor Lawrence throw interception? Did you catch that? He didn't. He uh, there was there was a play in the fourth quarter where he threw the deep route to Calvin Ridley, just like the, the the go route on like a third down, and it was like I was like that was it, like that was the sh- the opportunity that like would have been my interception, like that, and like he didn't get it, but I was like sitting there like damn, I was so close to going. I went three and one on props. I hit the the Saints kicker over one and a half field goals. Derek Carr interception. Derek Carr over two thirty five passing yards. Just the Trevor Lawrence one didn't cash, but I'm okay with that. Three to one ain't bad. No, that's crazy. So yeah, I don't say I don't think this um Jaguars team played a bad game at all. But um their defense, like their defense, their D line was relentless, fucking Derek Carr up. I think their corners got dead a few times, but for the most part, they made they made stops and plays when it counted, especially that last fourth down. The um and I forget his name, but number 31 on the Jaguars, he was on a mission. But the Jaguars played great, but this was the Saints game to lose, I felt like. But that play right there, the moment, the way the momentum was swinging, like we were just, just going to have a fun overtime. But motherfuckers ain't hit ever, so it, we didn't go. Yeah, I mean, good showing for the Jags. I was this close. Remember on the preview, I was saying, like, this is a game where if the Jags come in and handle business, they're in that conversation as with the Lions, the Chiefs. Like, they're in that conversation of, like, a Super Bowl isn't, like, actually a reality for them. Uh, and I was – it was real close. Like, at halftime, third quarter, everything up until the start of the fourth quarter, I was like, the Jags are here. Like, the, the, and then just that fourth quarter kind of made me change my feeling. Like, okay, like, they're going to still keep games a little closer than they should. Like, this is – because this was a game where they they were in the driver's seat the whole time, and in the fourth quarter, the Saints made it into a ball game because they were playing better ball. Mm-hmm. No, that's powerful. I mean, that's just real. But that was Thursday. That was a pretty good game. I enjoyed it. It definitely. I was definitely about like dozing off a little bit, and then like once I kept seeing the score getting close, I was like, "Oh, I'm tapped in. What the fuck is going on right now?" And that was I a fun fourth quarter. I am upset that that Foster Monroe was the one they threw it to. I because like. Jimmy Graham, I had him as my ride or die bet plus eight hundred anytime touchdown score, and I, I feel like that if they would have put Jimmy Graham in that situation, that would have been a touchdown. That boy's been there, done that. Jimmy would have caught that. I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul. I would have caught that. <laughs> yeah, yes, but and I'll be like saying shit like that. I'm not gonna lie. To you. I'll be like saying shit like that. But 
That right. I probably you can see it on his face halfway through the drop. When you're watching the slow-mo of the drop, he like because it goes like in his hands and then it does that bounce out and it's too far for like a second grasp. And you see his face change from like to fall. Like I just fucking blew it. Like it was really like I feel for a guy. I feel for Alex said like immediately, like he's not making it out of that stadium alive. Like that's it for him. No, nah, for real. No, nah, Jid is getting killed. I mean, I respect that. I respect the teammates for keeping his head up. But yeah, that shit is bad. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, his knee looked pretty fucking good. The way yeah, he, he was running, he was running out of the pocket and all, like no sixty fucking something good. fucking rushing yards. Like that's insane. Well, now let's jump into the Sunday slate, Kev. We recap the catch start of the week ahead on the picks. One win, my one loss. I did take the Saints in this game. This is where I make it up, though. One o'clock, that started off. Colts, three-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson had a little interview. I don't know if you saw it, where he it sounds like he's not going to play. And then Adam Schefter reported that like it sounded like Watson's not going to pr- play until he can throw a ball and his shoulder doesn't hurt. And it sounds like the team thinks he can play, but Watson and his camp don't aren't going to play until he's 110 healthy and if you're making 300 million guaranteed like what the fuck's the rush like at this point but bj walker coming off the, his win with the browns last week against the 49ers the three and a half point favorites on the road against the colts kev how do you feel oh Gardner Mitchell will be the starter for the rest of the season anthony richardson t- taking the shoulder surgery will be out for the rest of the year brett 300 million dollars guaranteed is crazy every time i hear it but this game is going to be close. Um, I think the Browns are going to look the same, if not better, with P.J. Walker this week. Maybe not better, but they are going to look the same. I feel like Deshaun Watson isn't like a real field general on this team. And the Colts' defense, it's up to the Colts' defense and their D-line especially, that big front seven, see if I can get back there. If they can pressure P.J. Walker, never let him feel comfortable. But if they can let that butt, I, something tells me they're going to let him get into a group. Like, I don't know what it is, but something's making it seem like this is a game the Colts should win and underdogs at home. But this defense is going to be a problem and probably hold them to 10. And the the Browns are just going to figure out how to score more than 10. Historic pace on – you know the Browns have only let up 52 first downs this year? Wow. We're at week seven. Only 52 first downs have been given up. Like, that's insane to me. Uh, number one overall, they've only allowed 200 yards per game total. They've only allowed nine total touchdowns on the year. Like, elite defense going up against this Colts and Gardner Minshew, which got kind of manhandled by the Jags last week. It's kind of shaky. Uh, but there's no way I can take the, the Browns. Like, P.J. Walker as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road doesn't really sit right in my stomach, even though I know the Browns' defense probably will be beating up Garnu Minshew. Not like Minshew's like a towering quarterback. He's a little guy. And, like, Miles Garrett, a big guy. And maybe maybe it's going to get ugly just because the Browns' defense probably is the best team on the field. But I'm, I'm just going with my gut on this one. I'm not taking P.J. Walker on the road as a favorite. Give me the home dog in the Colts. I mean, that's a really good pick, man. I would love to take that pick. If it wasn't for the fact that I won yesterday, so if there was something, if there was a a pick, I would wouldn't mind being different on and um split with you on it'd be this one. 
So as of right now, I'm taking the Browns. Maybe later in the show, I might change my mind. There's a better pick I want to use. And the more I sit here, I think this is going to be my first best bet is just a uh, plus three and a half. It's not like the Browns' offense is some juggernaut where they're going to put up a lot of points. So, like, even if my team doesn't win and the Colts here, I, I like them to still keep it in the field goal game. Like, so I like that. I like that take at least. Mm-hmm. Next game on the slate, Buffalo, eight-point favorite on the road, going up against Bill Belichick and these Patriots. This is honestly – this is my second best bet, Um, Buffalo minus eight. I don't think this line's big enough from – Patriots haven't showed any sign of offense or any uh, anything of life. I do think that uh, I think Josh Allen's like seven and two against uh, uh, Bill Belichick in them. I think he's only lost his like rookie year or whatever. I just the, the Bills. This is a game where they're just gonna beat up on a team that's just way down the ladder for me. And even though it's divisional, you can argue that. Bill Belichick and his team does not look. Mac Jones, is, they don't even know what quarterback is their quarterback. They had Cunningham come in for like one snap, negative seven yards. So, <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying things out. It's still not working. I, there's no way you can pick the Patriots here. Give me the give me Buffalo and best bet minus eight. I think they stomp them. I mean, I respect the Patriots as much as I respect like. No, I just don't have that much respect for the Patriots. I can't think of think too many things I respect, but I respect the history. I respect the Bill Belichick. Isn't isn't terrible? Isn't isn't um? Maybe it may possibly be a cheater, but he still has a lot of accolades behind his name. So I believe in this. I do believe in this system. I just don't think this system is vamped for what's going on right now. I think their defense was the only thing I loved about them, but ever since Christian Gonzalez got hurt, I feel like that's when um. We started seeing them line up 35 points and shit like that, 30-plus points and shit like that. So I don't know what this Patriots team got going on. You could have probably guessed before the show I was going to take the Bills, but I just don't know where the fuck these Patriots are going. So this might be a game that they make ugly because the Bills just be doing dumb shit like that, and then they might turn that bitch over and the Patriots isn't the team that you really want to turn the ball over on. But Josh Allen and the boys should handle business. Next game on the slate, Giants are three-point underdog at home against the Washington Commanders. This is a back-to-back road spot for the Commanders. They're uh, coming off their win against the Falcons in Atlanta. Now they're going to the Giants. Uh, Giants coming off a very close win, a very close loss against the Bills on primetime. So this, I mean, it's divisional game. I think Tyrod Taylor will be the starter going for this game. I, I think all signs are pointing towards that. Offensive line still banged up for the Giants. They're still hurt, but Shaquan's there. How do you, do you think the ball has something for the Commanders here at home, or do you, are yeah. you completely out on them? I mean, well, the Commanders just beat us last week, so like, I don't think they're great. I just think they um were able to get stops on our offense. So I don't think they're like they have the greatest defense, truthfully. So like, no matter who their quarterback, if they play like they did last week against the Bills. They can keep that bitch close. So it's not like the commanders. I just don't know what the fuck is this offense. I still don't trust this offense. And I don't and I think the Giants do have a decent defense. So if there was if I didn't take that last home dog, I might have to take the Giants on this one. What you feeling? Uh I I'm gonna rock with the Giants here. Uh 
Daniel Jones is undefeated, I think, against the Giants. He has one tie with them, like against the Commanders. I know he's not playing, but I think Tyrod Taylor, just from last week alone, looked almost like an upgrade. And he just doesn't make the turnovers. He doesn't do the stupid things. He kind of just if, – if it's a three and out, it's a fucking three and out. All right, cool. But at least I'm not throwing an interception or doing anything extra. And I just think the Brown – it's going to be an ugly game. And I just think the Giants are going to find a way to get this win. Like, they're at home. They're going to have the home crowd. And I like – I think Tyrod's honestly an upgrade than what Daniel Jones was so far to start the season. I think I'm going to look so crazy at the end of the week when we're doing a recap for taking um, P.J. Walker and Tyrod Taylor, like two seconds from quarterbacks. But I'm like, it just looks crazy right now because P.J. Walker's the favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, man, since Carolina days, I just can't rock with P.J. Walker. Never met you. Didn't he play for y'all last year? Oh, no, he played for just the Carolina. Yeah. I just got him confused with, T- with Teddy B. I think that was Carolina. I think Teddy B got hurt. I could be wrong. I know we've never had that bozo. Yeah. Next game on the slate, Ravens, three-point favorite at home against the Detroit Lions. Another back-to-back road spot. Detroit went to Tampa Bay last week, got the easy dub, it looked like, and now going to Baltimore. Baltimore coming back from London where they got a win by over the Titans. Uh, Three-point favorite at home. I will say the public is all over the Lions in this game. Everyone's hammering the plus three, even the money line on this one. That was kind of scares me and because I was kind of really low on the Ravens leaving London and kind of high on the Lions after Tampa Bay. How about you, Kev? No, that's literally what it is. If it wasn't for the fact that um that the Lions, like, I know the world is rooting for the Lions. So I'm like, what the fuck do they know that I don't know? What do the Ravens know? What do the, the books know? But this week, they said we thought the same thing. You thought the same thing about the Saints for the Thursday game. And, like, even though the game was closer, but for a while it looked like I was looking like, Paul, you're an idiot. Like, Definitely. so I don't know, there's something Vegas, there's something Vegas knows because if Moreau gets that touchdown, we could be completely talking it. We'd be like, yo, bro, how the fuck does Vegas know everything? So that's a tough one, and that's the one that always fucks it up. But this game was already the hardest to pick. And I like the Lions on the road again, like on some road warrior shits, more than I like the Ravens coming back from London. Without a bye, that's kind of, uh. Yeah. I am going against better judgment here, and I'm going to pick the Ravens. This is just another really? game. Yeah, it's just, I'm, like, I'm going against better judgment because the Ravens haven't looked like the better team. Their defense is low-key, the second-best team total yards allowed, right behind the Browns. If the Browns wasn't on this historic pace, we would probably be talking about how the Ravens' defense has been pretty good. They've actually allowed less touchdowns than the Browns with only six. Really? Yeah, uh, second-best passing defense only allowing 163 yards. And that's the key point for me because no David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs is oh, David Montgomery. They don't have neither running backs. Uh, Gibbs might play, but it doesn't look like they're in a hurry to make him some workhorse spell cow. And Craig Reynolds was the guy who was getting used whenever Montgomery missed the last game. Have, uh, on Thursday or Wednesday, he hurt his toe in practice. Now he's questionable to play a game, and if they're going on like. 
four string back with Jameer Gibbs, who's kind of still banged up. And you're going to have to lean on Jared Goff on the road, which was kind of my angle last week with the Bucks, And I, I look stupid for it later. But I just think this Ravens secondary is being a little underestimated here. And they're, they're only getting healthier. The Ravens started off the year really banged up. The offensive line's getting healthier. And I think this is going to be a game where give me to Jared Goff anytime interception. I think he's going to throw one here because they're going to have to lean on him. And the Ravens, I don't like their offense, but I'm just going to root for the fucking defense here. Hmm. I didn't know they didn't have either of the running backs. That's kind of scary. Gibbs, I think, will play, but he is banged up. But Craig, I want to say he's on the IR. He was on the IR, and it's only been on three weeks. I could have swore. You might have double checked that one. Oh, he might be. He might not be on the IR. He might be just be questionable. Dang, because the running backs are the people who scored the goal line for them. He'll still have Amon St. Brown, Sam Laporte. Like he'll still have his offensive. Oh, no. Gibbs is playing. Yeah. Yeah, Gibbs will be playing. I think Craig Reynolds is 50-50 to play. and But I don't know. So I, I'm just going to rock at the Ravens here. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact the Ravens were coming back from London, I would have took them. But I might take the Lions on this guy because the Lions are some, like real Super Bowl contenders right now. And that defensive line is a problem. And that's also why I'm kind of fading the Lions is that's like – the mainstream media right now is like all on the Lions, and I, I just feel like it's they're gonna come back down to earth. I wouldn't be shocked if they had um took that. If you wouldn't, if you didn't take the Giants on the last pick, I probably would have took the Ravens just to be safe. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Sometimes you gotta risk it for the biscuit. Next game on the slate, we got the Bears versus the Raiders. We'll have both backups for this game. Raiders don't know. I think it's gonna be uh, um. The rookie, O'Connell, uh, I believe his name, the rookie is going to start and not Brian Hoyer, and the Bears are going with their rookie, two-time Division II All-American. So take that for what it's worth. Bears, two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. This is this is the ugliest game. This is a game that I honestly, for all the people out there betting, this is not a game I'm touching. Like, this is – yeah. This is so ugly. You don't know what the fuck's about to happen this week in this game. You really don't because, like, even the Raiders getting their win against the Patriots last week, the Patriots were coming back. Like, it was 21-17 was the final score. Like, there was no point where it was like, oh, no, the the Raiders are the superior team with their second-string quarterback. But the Bears were bad with Justin Fields. I couldn't imagine it being any worse. So it's like, yo, what the hell's going on right now? And they're in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's in Chicago. Why are all these games on the road? They did this. Matchmakers knew what they were doing. They put all the shitty teams with the slightly less shitty teams on the road. Yeah, this is such a like, – I wouldn't bet this game. Maybe props here or there. But both defenses kind of stink. Uh, it's 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 ugly as it sounds. I even though I normally in this situation, you don't know what you're going to do. I'll probably take the home dog in a situation like this, but I, I think the, I think the bears are, are the, their backup. He's coming from division two. I know he's all American, but there's a big jump from division two to division one on the, how good defenses are. There's an even bigger jump whenever you get to the NFL. And even though the Raiders have a bad defense, 
I think Max Crosby's going to own that offensive line for the Bears, and they still have weapons they can lean on. Like Devontae Adams, that's actually the prop bet I would take. Give me to Devontae Adams. I don't know what the receptions number is at, but I'm taking the over, and it's because he was complaining about he. this is – like there's trade rumors coming out now, like what team will land Devontae Adams. And even though it's a backup, Devontae Adams did go to go out on a limb and say that he would want him to start for the rest of the year. Like this is when he had to play when uh, Jimmy G got hurt a couple weeks ago. So seems to be kind of like a pro this rookie quarterback thing, and I think rookie quarterback is gonna sling him the ball a lot. So that'd be the only bet I take in this game. I respect it. I mean, I'm also taking the Raiders, but I'm mad because like I hate taking teams with defenses I don't trust. I I honestly would trust the Raiders defense a little bit more than I trust this Bears defense. Yeah, I just don't trust this Bears offense because they didn't look great with Justin Fields. So without him, I don't know. The best I could see is that they don't have any film on Brody that um they're playing against this week, so they don't know what um exactly to to exactly how to prepare for him. But I could see this Raiders team adjusting, and Max Crosby is going to be in this game. Unless Max they take Max Crosby out, I don't see this Raiders. Defense um letting up too much, and the final and to stamp it all off, Raiders have the eighth best pass defense, only allowing one hundred and ninety three, whereas the Bears have the thirty, uh, have the 29th allowing two hundred and sixty seven. So if a quarterback, yeah, like the backup quarterback going up against this Bears defense, I think will have a little bit better time than the backup quarterback going up against this Raiders defense. Next game on to our slate, Kev. We still in the one o'clock? Yeah, we're still in the one o'clock. We got the Falcon on the road taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both teams coming off a loss. Honestly, actually, it's kind of funny. Both teams coming off a loss against the team. Oh, no, my different game. Never mind. Both teams coming off a loss. Washington beat the Falcons in a was kind of a close game and up until the regular interception. And then the Buccaneers kind of got beat up at home against the Lions. I know you're taking the Falcons. They're two and a half point underdog on the road. And tell me why you're taking the Falcons. Road Warriors. But now, nah, you know I hate everything, everything that everything that the Bucks stand on. The booty pirates. Not fans of them boys even slightly fuck them. And maybe, just maybe the Lions gave us some games, some sauce on how to stop them boys. But, but at the end of the day, like we do know how to play them. As long as they don't let Baker look like a fucking magician out there. We can definitely win this game. But I will say that um that defense that we keep making seem like isn't the same defense. They're not the same defense, but they're still a decent defense. Yeah, like I really want to go for the Falcons here because I was super low on the Bucks in the preseason thing. Um, but I think the the Bucks are top ten and allow uh, the the Falcons are like eleventh in rushing yards allowed and like top five in passing yards allowed. So they're a really good defense. And they probably have the better defense than the Bucks. But the Bucks are the seventh best rush defense, only allowing eighty three yards per game. And I think that's where it starts. Like if, if the Falcons wins games, it's because of the running attack. It's not really because of the Riddler's throwing for three hundred yards. Those are the games I see them lose mostly when Riddler is throwing for a massive amount of yards. And Give me the Desmond Riddler interception in this game because I think they're going to have to throw it and the Bucks, the Bucks are going to win this game. I'm sorry, Kev. Sorry I got to do it to you. I mean, I respect it. I know what we got to do to get the dub, so I respect it. But this is the first game, man. Next, they got to come to Atlanta. 
We got conduit left. True. Next game on the slate. Now we're in the four o'clock, Kev. Rams, three point favor at home against the Steelers. Steelers coming off a bye. Fun fact Mike Tomlin's 10 and 11 against the spread or straight up, I think, off the bye. So he's not as good as you think he is off the bye. Um, but at least they're, they're, they're coming off a win going into the bye. So maybe they can keep the good times rolling here. They are the underdog. The Rams coming off a massive win against the Cardinals. Cooper Cup looked to be all the way back. Is this the, the how do you feel about this game? Um, I mean, this game could go either or. I believe. Oof. I mean, Cooper Cup is back. Um, Steelers, they just came off of a bye. Mike Thomas isn't the greatest off of a bye. I don't know, Paul. We might have to sell me more on this game because I don't know who I got in this one. I'm I got the Rams mostly just because the really? Steelers. We love to talk about their defense. T.J. Watt is a monster. The thing about their defense, the more the season's progressing, is they're big on getting takeaways. Like they they they'll make these big game time moments, whether it be like a sack on third down, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, an interception to get them into the scoring. But they are. Overall, the 30th worst defense with yardage. They allowed 389 yards per game. They're bottom tier in pass defense, bottom tier in rush defense. And the Rams look offensively to be like they're getting on track. And I'm taking the best bet here. Rams minus three. And they they kind of unlocked they unlocked their run game against the Cardinals. Kyron Williams looked to be looking pretty good. But Cooper Cup, I think, being back is the biggest thing. Like, the Rams' offense is going to put up at least 24 points to maybe even 30 points. And I don't think the Steelers offensively be able to match it. Yeah, I mean, the Rams, I like I like Kyron Williams. I like, I like Puka. I like Matthew Stafford to an extent. I love Cooper Cup. Nothing but love for Cooper Buck. I even love um no they just traded um not Van Jefferson who they, no they traded Van Jefferson right oh yeah he got traded away yeah I love him now since he's a Falcon but um this Steelers I want to take the Steelers defense but they burnt me two weeks ago before the bye and now knowing that Mike Tomlin isn't the best after the bye I don't trust the Steelers team but I do think the Steelers team is better than the Rams. So that's where I'm getting like confused at because like I just don't feel like Kenny Pickett is him even slightly. So like I can't pick the Steelers on this one. I would love to, but I might have to take the Rams because they did just come off a win last week, didn't they? Yeah, over the Cardinals, a good win too. Even though I think the Steelers are much better than the Cardinals. Next game, we're just talking about them. Seahawks are an eight-point favorite against the Cardinals here. The Seahawks, uh, Seahawks coming off a bad win against the Bengals. Geno Smith throwing some interceptions. Offense never really clicked at all. Uh, Cardinals, like we already said, bad loss against the Rams. How do you feel about this one? Oh, man. I mean, the Cardinals – the Cardinals have been – they've been impressive. They've been that feisty and young, energetic team, besides for, like, last week. Um, But the Seahawks are him. Gino, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, and um 
DK, they're locked in right now on offense. And I feel like the defense lets up lets up points, but this offense has been able to show it, been able to keep keep it competitive because they've been explosive. This is still the same number one offense last year is what they've showed so far. So I like the Seahawks minus eight, though. I wish I could have put them in my own. Um, my uh, locks and dogs, but we'll see. We'll find something else better. We're going to be big split on this one. I got cards plus eight as my best bet on this. Wow. One thing about the cards is they come in early to play, and I do know they fall off second half, but it's usually because teams figure them out defensively, stop them from scoring, but it doesn't stop Joshua Dobbs and them boys from getting yards. And the reason why I bring it up because you're like, oh, Paul, like it's just yards. That's not fucking points on the board. It's like, who cares about empty yards? That's for most of the time. You're going up against the Seattle Seahawks. You want to know where they rank in red zone defense? Where? Dead last. Ouch. Do you want to know what percentage of red zones and then scoring points for them against them? What? 90%. Oh, wow. Of trips. End up in and for the Cardinals is a team that usually you will say it was empty yards, this and that. I think this is a game, and I'm gonna shock the world. I thought the Jets could beat the Eagles last week, but I got in my own way and just talked myself out of it, and also fucked the Jets. And I didn't pick them. I I beat my ass for it later on, and I'm not doing it this week. All the stats other than that one red zone stat will probably tell you take the Seahawks. That was how that's the Eagles game. All the stats told you to take the Eagles. There's no reason for the Jets to win. And I think this is the game that doesn't make sense, but I'm going to take it. Cards plus eight, Cardinals money line. I think the Cardinals shocked the Seattle. It is a divisional game, too. Maybe you can talk yourself into it that way. But I think they're going to shock a lot of people. And anyone picking them in their Survivor League, good luck to you. Nah, you're a dangerous one, pal. With that plus eight, I know it's enticing, but shit. What if this? What if the um, Seahawks come out here and just score two touchdowns off top? And they really could because they are the cards are really bad against the run. They got Kenneth Walker, absolute dog. But uh, they're a team that this seems to be getting that they get in their own way. Like they 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 were going up against the Bengals, another bad rush team, and they let Geno Smith in the red zone throw a couple interceptions. Like I think they'll just get in their own way. They get away from the running game. And if the Cardinals score some easy points early, we'll see Geno Smith have to throw him out of it. And that's not how you beat the cards. You beat them on the ground mostly. So I I, I really like the cards here. I don't I just I don't know. I mean, the more I talk about it, the more I'm gonna pick them. Wow, I respect it. I got the Seahawks all the way, but we'll see, man. Now I'm looking forward to this game. Who usually wins when it comes to Carroll? Um does Carroll beat the cards? This is a new coach. Yeah, as a new coach in Gannon, so that, that we'll have to see how the after this year have how Gannon did. Oh wow! Next game on the slate: Broncos are a one point dog at home against Green Bay Packers. Ah, this, this is a four o'clock game. Uh, the, yeah, this is a four o'clock game. Four twenty-five. Wow! Broncos are at home dog here. Kev Jordan Love on the road. I think Aaron Jones could be playing this game. It's been a while. I'm not too sure. I this is a hard game to really handicap for myself. Uh, I, I maybe you need to steer the direction on this one. I don't. I don't know what, who to really pick here. Are you going with the Packs? You going with the Bronx? Because I need you to. I need you to give me something. Because I don't know. Because 
I mean, think about it, right? The Broncos, we got we're losing money on a daily basis with this land we got in Bronco County, right? Every day. Every day, every week they show us more, especially that 50-point week. That was terrible. But the Packers have shown that they can do they can look good against against um teams that teams that they're on I wanna say bad teams because we're not a bad team, but they look good against us for three quarters. But like lower teams, when it, lower teams and their defenses, they Jordan Love seems to be able to find a way to pick them boys apart. So you gotta remember that. And then as well as like offense isn't terrible. Are they gonna have Christian Watson? Watson should be playing. Everyone should be playing. I think Aaron Jones is the only one that's still questionable. So yeah, the offense isn't terrible. If they had Aaron Jones, it would make a lot more it'd be a lot easier to pick them. But Paolo, you know it's not the week to go pick Bronco County. But I feel like the week you know is not the week to pick Bronco County is when the week that they actually end up somehow winning. That's why we ended up with so much real estate in Bronco County. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not big on Jordan Love, but the Packers' pass defense is pretty good. Uh, give me a Russell Wilson interception in this game, just because I, I think he stinks. Yeah, and I think that ultimately be why I'm gonna lean towards the Packers. Is just that they're the Broncos are dead last in like everything rush defense, pass defense, and even though I don't like Jordan Love, uh, this might be a Matt Lafleur type of game. Yeah, that was gonna look like a star tonight. <laughs> Next game on our slate in the last of the four o'clock games, Kev. It's a good one. Chiefs are five and a half point favorite at home against the Chargers. Chargers coming off the loss on primetime against the Cowboys. Chiefs coming off. Then uh they played Thursday night. That's how I almost forgot about them. Where they uh it was a close game with the Broncos. Not close, but 19-8. This is a lot closer than what it should have been. Patrick Mahomes looked pretty ugly throwing some interceptions. Uh, so is this a kind of get right spot for the Mahomes and them boys against the Chargers? Or the Chargers always seem to like they come to play. I think last year they threw the pick six to seal the game when it was super close all game. I don't remember what happened in the second game, but it's usually pretty fun. Yeah, these games are always I remember my I remember I remember when I was going to LA December. I think this is our first year of podcasting. You know, I freak don't people ask me about how I was on LA, my LA trip when I went, and I was like, I don't remember. I was podcasting. Like I just remember watching football. Hmm. That's all I remember. Watching football and buying bands. Everything else I don't really like remember. And the fire alarm in the hotel. That shit was crazy. I remember that. I remember that with the LA trip. Yeah, so that's all I remember. So I remember on my way though, the Chargers were playing um the Chargers were playing the um, Chiefs, and my stupid ass thought I could watch that bitch. No, ain't no nobody playing live sports on the motherfucking airplane. But I go sit, but we make it to Dallas, and I go watch. And I'm like, yo, Travis Kelsey is balling right now. Then we get back up from Dallas to to LA, and by the time I get down, the game's over, and I was like, yo, this shit was a banger. I'm over here rewatching, rewatching the the replay on ESPN since I have jet lag and all that shit, man. The Chiefs versus fucking Chargers games are always lit. So I'm always looking forward to this game. This game might be – I might have to take it off the red zone just to watch this game by itself. And I'm looking forward to this one. But the Chargers just know how to fuck up the game. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. For some reason, the Chargers know how to lose that motherfucker. And don't, aren't they in the same division? Don't they play twice? Yeah, they play twice. AFC West. 
And this one's in Kansas City? Yep. Yeah, man. The Chargers know how to fuck shit up. Even though I feel like away games aren't that big a deal for them boys, I think they actually have a better record away. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not trusting them after last week. That's all I got to say. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to owe two day ass. Honestly, I, where this year is kind of weird for them, and this is a sign that maybe the Chiefs could go on like a Super Bowl run, even though the offense is looking eh, is typically the offense has looked eh, and the defense has looked terrible. And uh, this year, it's like their defense is what's kind of keep like 19 8, like, and their defense is a big part in that win. They beat the Jets. They only put up like twenty something points. Like Mahomes throws almost, I think, two or three interceptions that game. Like it was Chris Jones and them that was like basically was winning these games. And I think that's the big difference. Whereas Herbert, the second worst defense in the league. Uh, if the if the Broncos weren't letting up four hundred and forty yards per game, we would be talking about how the Chargers are letting up three hundred and ninety yards per game. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it's second worst only again to the Broncos in pass defense. Oh no, I apologize. They are now the worst pass defense in the league, allowing 289 passing yards against them. Patrick Mahomes get right spot. It's a mini bye. Andy Reid, we love Andy Reid off of bye weeks. They didn't play since last Thursday, so they have like 10, 10 days to get right against a divisional opponent. They're not going to be looking past them at all. So I I, I like the charge. I like the Chiefs here. And, I, and the prop I like in this game would be Harrison Buckner over one and a half field goals just because the, the Chargers defense is so bad that I think the points are going to come in a, a bundle. And I think Buckner's going to get a couple field goal opportunities. I can respect it. I mean, I do, tr- I do like how the Chiefs defense has been turning up. In in um light of the offense kind of slowing down since the enemy left, but Travis Kelsey comes to play whenever he plays the Chiefs, um plays the Chargers, so that's what I'm expecting. And it's National Tight Ends Day. Oh yeah, yep. I'm 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 calling Travis Kelsey. If you if there's a prop for Travis Kelsey, I'm taking all of them. And you know who also comes to play every fucking week for the uh, Chiefs? Pacheco. The referees. This motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I'm just pointing it out. I'm pointing it out. I'm thinking you'll sort of be like, dang, you, you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into the 8 o'clock game, primetime, Sunday night football. Eagles, two-and-a-half-point favor at home against the Dolphins. Primetime, Jalen Hurts versus Tua. I don't think I don't think we played each other. I don't think they played each other since the um, – you know, since like college time, so like should be a fun one. And this is gonna be a very, I think it's gonna be a very good game. I'm gonna tell you all right now. I got the Dolphins as the underdog. I got Dolphins plus two and a half. Lock it up. Probably even put it in uh, if you could buy it half point, make it three. But I, I just think, whereas we're seeing Hurts and them playing some bad games. Dolphins had that one speed bump against the Bills, and the Bills played their best football all year. Josh Allen throwing five touchdowns, only having four incompletions. Like, we're, that shit's not going to happen. Like, like, unless Hurts, I think, has a similar performance and our defense is really one of the worst in the league, we're probably – well, I like us here. I like us as the dog. Even though we're on the road here, give my give me Miami Dolphins money line on the road, prime time against the fucking Eagles. No, I believe it. Um. I mean, 
this is going to be a great fucking game, an explosive offense against a fucking relentless-ass defense. And then uh, offense. But my thing is, you guys' defense is always a trigger for me. You guys, I feel like it was shown during the um the Bills game when you guys played the Bills. And that's what I'm scared of. Because this Eagles team, primetime, has won. I want to say they've looked great and amazing every game, but they've won. So I don't know. I think this might be the week that they finally have somebody to keep up with your receivers, especially coming off of a loss. And they're in Philly, right? In Philly. In Philly, I might have to take the Eagles on that one. No disrespect. I think uh, I can respect it, especially. Uh, but it, uh, honestly, there's no, you can't. There's no wrong way to go with this because you can look at it as like Eagles defense has been elite, but off. I mean, Miami's offense has been historical, and I think Darius Slay is banged up. I'm not sure if he'll play. I'm pretty sure he will play because he's a, he's a fucking warrior. But I think him being banged up is gonna be big. I I, I really like us here. But I like us every week, so take that with a grain of salt. Now, Kev, our last game on the slate, Monday night football. The Vikings are at home, seven-point underdog against the 49ers, coming off their loss. Christian McCaffrey, not sure if he's going to play. Debo, he will play. Trent Williams, he will play. So, Two out of three of the big dogs are back. I think CMC, his oblique, we'll see what happens with him. He guards that shit closely. He doesn't let anybody know what's going on with his injuries. But seven-point favorite on the road are the 49ers against this Vikings team that squeaked by a win against the Bears who got Justin Fields hurt in the third quarter. You think the Vikings get right here? You think they just they take out their frustrations from last week against this uh, Vikings defense? Or do you think Kirk Cousins got something for their ass? Um, I mean, this Vikings defense does suck. I'm not going to lie. You can never really – you always – whenever we talk to Vikings, I always make sure we bring that up first because this defense, we line up way too many points. And Kirk and them boys – Kirk Kirk and them boys can try, but no Jay Jettas. Always going to look crazy without Jay Jettas. And that's a big – that's a big part of their offense. And you're going against this fucking insanely fucking insanely savage motherfucking 49ers defense. So that's when you look at their ass like, uh, eh, it would be nice. You would respect it. You would think that this Vikings team could do it. But we don't have to bring up primetime Kirk Cousins to know this 49ers team is supposed to come in and handle business. Especially, like we said against the Eagles, coming off of a loss. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's a... Uh... People can talk about how, like, oh, CMC is going to be hurt. What would the 49ers do? Y'all remember they were still dominant last year when CMC wasn't even on the team yet? Like, they are still really good. It wasn't like CMC was what changed this franchise. Like, I don't know. People were getting a little crazy on the in the Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can get cute with it. But primetime Kurt, it's as simple as that for me. Give me the 49ers here off a loss. Yeah. Especially because I was saying that they might go 17-0 and and – that shit ended. Uh, do I do it too? Yeah, give me a Kirk Cousins interception in this game, just because it's prime time. Right. If you had the two, I would have been like, see, that's good money. <laughs> now, Kev, I mean, we made, we made all the slate, the slate picks up to Monday Night Football. Now let's give the boys what they want, the locks and dogs of the week. 
And as always, Kev, you're going to start it off. Hopefully we get the good times rolling because we didn't have the best week last week. I mean, this is a hard week to do locks and dogs. I'm not going to lie to you. My most trusted locks, not my favorite locks to pick, is the Packers over the Broncos because I don't trust that Broncos even slightly, even though I own real estate over there. And then I think I'll take the Chiefs, even though that game's going to be a slobber knocker. I just think Travis Kelsey's going to show up on tight ends day. And if Travis Kelsey shows up on tight ends day, that usually leads to a Chiefs W. Taylor Swift's probably going to be there. It's going to be a vibe. And for my dog, there weren't too many dogs. I think I only took like two or three dogs. So I think I'm going to take, I guess I got to take. You got a, you got a few dogs on the slate. You got like, you can go with the Giants. You can go to Lions. You can go to Falcons. Take your home team. Yeah, let's go Lions versus the Ravens. I was trying to think whatever team played the Ravens. The Lions versus the Ravens. I'm gonna take that one because like this is not the same. This ain't the same old Detroit man. And then for my locks, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Sorry, Kev. It's an ugly slate. I just think the Bucks are the team that's gonna win this. They're at home. Their defense is pretty good against the run. And if you get good against the run, you probably have a good opportunity to beat the Falcons. Then I gotta go with the Rams over the Steelers. Another team at home. I think their offense is only going to get better, and the Steelers ain't going to be able to match the points. And their defense on paper is good, but yards-wise, they let up a lot of yards. And the Rams are a team that I think will capitalize on any points to given. Yeah, Sean McVay showed this season that he's not no, like, quack or nothing. He ain't no joke. That's he what says, I'm He said he – his kid – he said that his son knows better than to come during a football game. So he ain't going to miss a game. Nice. That's kind of mm-hmm. gangster. And then for my dog, I was debating on going Dolphins, taking my team here. But fuck it. Give me the Cardinals. As oh, my wow. Team. The biggest dog on the slate this weekend. Wow. I think the Cardinals are going to shock a lot of people. This is going to be the week. This is going to be the week that a lot of these Survivor people are thinking the Seahawks are an easy win. And then Josh Dobbs comes in that motherfucking wreck shit. Oh, no. You got to remember, this, this is Gino. He ain't pick up. And ninety percent red zone defense. Ninety percent. Yeah, like, that's Ninety percent is insanely terrible. And uh, yeah, give me, give me Jonathan Gannon, Josh Dobbs. I know, no James Conner. I'm not worried. Give me the fucking Cardinals. Biggest dog taken so far this year. Let's ride. Damn, I respect it. Hey, shout out, Paul, man. But that's the, that's NFL for you, man. Week seven's about to be a movie. I can already tell just by how ugly a lot of these games and picking these shits were. It's about to be insane. And the amount of motherfuckers they have on bye this week is crazy. So make sure y'all tuned in. Make sure you check out the MMA and the boxing episodes. We always hit you with double. It's about to be insane. MMA is in Abu Dhabi this week. So if you fuck with MMA, make sure you check out our other shows. You already know my name's Kev Water, boys and boy. I'm in the I'm in this bitch with Paul Pick and Winner, concert, the drunk gambler, aka the big ripper. So if you didn't know, this is the Totally Bits podcast. We don't mind if catching you on the next one, man. So make sure you stay tuned. And don't forget, man, it's go Falcons, go Dolphins, and you and your team is a bitch.